Hi friends, welcome to the first three episodes of The Umbral Theatre Presents, Weirdwood Preparatory Academy. A quick reminder, this show is intended for mature audiences. We've also got a new editor cutting his teeth on the show, so please forgive any sound issues for the first few episodes. Thanks, and enjoy. pick up several hours later as the lunch hour has just been declared and the cafeteria begins filling with students across the school. Alexis, where are you sitting? I am sitting near the back of the lunchroom, keeping an eye out. I'm still a little bit frustrated that this morning's plans didn't quite go as anticipated, and I'm keeping an eye out, trying to see Lucas. Well then... Sounds like a good point to bring in. Lucas, where are you right now? I am sitting by a window that looks out um, into the grounds. I can see the uh, football pitch from where I'm sitting, but behind that, um, even further, is the woods with the mountain range like behind it, and I'm just staring off. As I'm playing with my food, just looking outside, thinking, like, how much I'd rather be out there than in here right now. I'd like to approach Lucas. Go ahead. I bring my lunch tray over, and I I look at him as he gazes wistfully. Excuse me, Lucas, do you mind if I join you? Lucas? Oh, oh, hey, hey, Alexis. Uh, no, no, it's please, not a Please, please, c- call me Lexi. And I sit down across from him, smiling. Really jonesing for soccer practice today, huh? I'd, yeah. That's, that's what I'd really like right now. I just don't want to be in class. It's, it's a nice day out. Don't want to be constrained within these four walls. After what happened with Reggie? Are are you okay? Is your hand okay? And I'm going to take his hand and, and look at it, looking for marks. My hand's fine. I'm, I'm used to doing just rough work. Uh, do some log splitting after class sometimes. Um, well, what you did to Reggie's face is definitely rough work. I mean, he came for... My teammate. I've been told to protect my team. It's something that's just kind of been ingrained for years. Was not cool with him about to start stuff with our goalie. Our backup sucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe that tempers why he ended up, you know, with with Jeremiah. I mean, I, I'm not one to gossip, but you. Well, it was always kind of weird that they were together. You know, it's it's hard for me to gauge why anybody is ever together. I am very not socially adept like you are. So You make up for it by being cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
I am glad that you're confident in my looks. I totally am not. This this right here is not a put together mess whatsoever. It is one hundred percent mess. I've seen you with your shirt off at practice. That is not a mess at all. Well, the rest of me might be in better condition than my face, and that's that's the thing that I see every day that I wake up, and I'm just kind of wishing it would look different but i mean maybe facial hair coming in a little less patchy but it's, it's getting there but uh i reach over and feel his face a little bit oh it's it's gonna grow in nice i can tell <laughs> um hey some something happened today and i was wondering if you could possibly help me out I I know that you are way better in helping give gifts and aid people like with like social problems and I saw I saw Joanna when I was in the nurse's office and I feel really guilty about that and I didn't know if I could get like a gift for her or something to kind of like just casually say sorry and i don't don't even need to like be the one to personally give it to her just like leave it in her locker being like hey sorry hope you enjoy this and i've done some research and i'm kind of thinking of getting like one of those like detail oriented coloring books because i've heard that's like really good for like calming people down like in anxious situations and I wanted to see if somebody else thought that might be a good idea or if I'm really just I'm out of my depth. I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. Well I I don't know. I'm kind of busy. Is this the kind of thing that you're spending a string on? <laughs> um, beat me to it. I was about to ask. Oh yeah. Feel free to ask then. I didn't mean to beat you to it. Lucas are you going to try and spend a string here to convince Alexis to do what you want? Yes. Go ahead and cross that string off. Yep. Leaving you, I believe, with three strings on her. Mm-hmm. And Alexis, you are tempted to help him pick out a gift for another woman. Do you accept? Do you allow yourself to be tempted? Of course I do. Okay. Go ahead and mark a point of experience for allowing yourself to be tempted. So, I'm sure I can help you come up with something she'll like. Oh, because I, I feel so guilty about being the reason why she started panicking. So, that would be, well, be really helpful. I'll tell you what. As soon as school's out today, we're going to head down to the mall and do a little shopping. I... Take your phone and put my number into it. Well, uh, do you want me to send myself a text? Do you want me to drive? Because that's that's totally fine. Oh, we we can definitely drive. We can walk. What I mean, whatever you'd like to do. I'm I'm just no, kind of no, what, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever your preference is. Um, that's 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 cool by me. As the two of you are fumbling over how you're going to get to the mall. Dawn walks into the lunchroom, a little bit late. You know how it is. Um, 
maybe a little bit disheveled. What were they doing? So the reason Dawn was late and disheveled is that they have a previous class with Joanna. Dawn felt really bad about what happened and was concerned about, you know, if Joanna, Joanna was doing okay. So Dawn basically talked to her for a while at the end of class. And then Dawn um, walked with her for a while. And as they talked, they were flirting a little. And one thing led to another. And in their excitement, they made a pass at Joanna and ended up you know, making out for a bit. And that's why they're late and disheveled. Sounds like you and Joanna have formed a string on each other. If that's how that works. Well, you definitely feel something for her. Yeah. So she has a string on you. And if she was that interested in making out with you in return, then she obviously has an interest in you. Meaning you get a string on her. So go ahead and write down that you have a string on Joanna. All right. So as you are walking into the cafeteria, you notice Lucas and Alexis over by the window engaged in a low conversation that seems to be turning into awkwardness between them. All right, I'll I'll get my lunch and I will take my tray over there and go interrupt them. Oh, hi, Don. Hey there, Alexa. How are you doing? Alexis. Alexis, that's right. I always forget that. I apologize. It's been a long day for me, too. Ah, so many strange occurrences. Hey, Don, I don't don't think I told you thank you earlier for helping get me to the nurse's office and then fixing up. Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, it was no problem. I'm just helping somebody that needed a hand. Um, I hope you're doing okay. Yeah, uh, there's no leftover pain. Mom's always said that I heal kind of quick, which I guess that's kind of true. I don't have many scars on me. It's weird, but Hmm. whatever. I guess you just have a naturally athletic build. (laughs) I did talk to (laughs) Joanna, and and she is doing okay, just so you know. So, Oh. I just wanted you to know that, because I figured you'd probably be worrying about it. Yeah, was just making plans with Lexi to go to the mall and actually. Yeah, we're headed to the gifts. mall later. Mm. Yeah, we're headed to the mall later. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna skedaddle now. Um, things have got a little crowded over here. I will. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, s- I didn't mean to interrupt anything. Something was going on. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. You're you're just really good at doing that kind of thing. It's a, it's all right. You know how it is. I always seem to fumble into these things. Yeah, yeah, fumble into things. Well, I have some more important things to do than um uh listen to you fail to flirt. So, I will catch you later. Okay. Well, I hope you have fun at the mall, you and Lucas later. That sounds very nice. And I'm feeling a little bit bitter because I feel like Dawn is probably the one person in the school who's better looking than me. So I'm definitely storming off kind of passive aggressively and going to find a seat somewhere with a bunch of uh, fancy folks so I can start saying some things. Are you attempting to run away from this situation? 
oh, no, 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 I'm definitely, like, staying in sight. I'm just going to find some of the more popular girls in school and explain, oh, my God, did you know they're trying to get Lucas to take them to the clinic to get tested later on today? That sounds like a shutdown. Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> yes, it does. Go ahead and roll with Colt. A six and a two is an eight, plus one cold is a nine. So you get to choose one of the options, but you came across poorly. The options are uh, Dawn loses a string on you. If they have none on you, you gain one on them. They gain a condition, or you take one forward. I will give them a condition. Well, what condition are you giving them? We will call the condition itchy. And Dawn, in return, you get to give Alexis a condition. I'll just go with manipulator then. Okay. Jameson, as this whispered gossip back and forth happens, and rumors and such start percolating throughout the lunchroom, you don't really need to eat these days. So there's no real reason for you to be here unless you want to, to be. Yeah, I I probably, a habit that I've never been able to get rid of since, like, before I was dead. I'm probably sneaking out trying to duck all monitors to get a cigarette in. You've done this a number of times. This isn't, it isn't particularly difficult if you know what it is you're doing. It's even less difficult when you can walk through walls and fly. Very true. So I probably find a place where I where like a stairwell I know that is almost never used and just float straight up it to the roof. And one of the things that I like to do during these times where I'm smoking my cigarette is uh kind of walk around the edge of the roof and try to find, you know, people that also snuck away and just kind of listen in on conversations and try to get more information about stuff that's going on whilst they can't see me. Okay. It sounds to me like you're using your supernatural ability to get a position of information that you wouldn't have otherwise gained. That is correct. That would be gazing into the abyss. Go ahead and roll plus dark with for me, please. Yep. That is two fives for a ten, plus one for dark. On a 10 up, the abyss shows you lucid visions, and you take plus one forward to addressing them. You hear, as if at a distance, as if maybe underwater or through a thick wall, a girl's voice crying, but it seems to to your ear, modulated as this is, there seems to be a, a note of falseness to the crying. Allowing the voice to sort of tug you forward, you drift until you realize the voice is that of Heather White, Cassandra Morning Glory's best friend. And interesting. She is with Donovan Detweiler. Okay. <laughs> My weed hookup. <laughs> the two of them are in what looks like one of the supply rooms for the theater. Okay. Neither of them are wearing any clothes. And it looks as if they have just finished a 
less than school appropriate activity. And she is there crying into his chest about how poorly everyone is treating Cassandra and how upset she is by it. And Donovan is comforting her. Donovan doesn't seem to realize that her tears are fake. Neither of them realize that there's a third person present. Mm -hmm. Well, aside from you. Of course. Standing outside the room, ear pressed to the door, is another individual. You recognize them. Who is it? Valoria Brayman is uh, behind the door listening into this conversation. The reason why she is there is because she followed Donovan out of the lunchroom because it was curious that he was leaving and wanted to see what they were up to. And her motivations are unclear at this time. She seems a little upset by what she's clearly witnessed, and also uncomfortable. And as she is not as engaged as the other two. Jameson, do you have the ability to turn invisible? Yes, I do. Are you currently invisible, or does she notice that you're there? I was invisible the entire time until I noticed she was upset, which made me curious. So I positioned myself down the hall from her a little bit, and then just kind of become corporeal again and just slowly walk over as quietly as I can. And when I come around the corner where she's at the door, I'm like, Oh! What are you doing here, Mrs. Brayman? And she marches over towards you and grabs you by the arm and drives you back around the corner. <laughs> Get a little handsy there. Jameson, what are you doing down here? It's, lun it's lunchtime, and you should be in the cafeteria. I wasn't very hungry. I figured I'd just go for a walk to clear my head. It's been kind of a crazy morning. Clear your head, huh? She she takes a mm -hmm. deep breath through her nose and gives you a knowing look. Thought I'd get some fresh air? You didn't have an opportunity to clear the cigarette smoke smell from you yourself. She might recognize it as Donovan's weed. Fresh air. Mm. Well, I guess that explains what you're doing down here. The freshest. Mm. All the way from San Diego, perhaps? I don't know. You'd have to ask uh, Donovan. <laughs> and then I, what would I have to ask at the door. Oh, you know. I know you know. I can tell. I'm quite certain I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. so, so maybe we both have no idea what each other is talking about, and we just go opposite directions. No, see, that wouldn't do at all. Because if someone asks me why I didn't stop you down here, and I don't have an answer for them. All right, let me ask you for one favor then. Can you just close your eyes for... Three seconds. Why? 
Eh, call it just curiosity. See what happens. I think your curiosity has already gotten you potentially in more trouble than you need to be in. All right, well, let me put it this way. Give me these three seconds, and I won't tell everybody about how you were spying on the two children in there having sex. Go ahead and roll plus cold to shut someone down. Yeah, that's the one I'm good at. Not with that roll. Six. Total? Yeah. Okay. You may go ahead and mark an experience point for the failure. Yarp. And her expression darkens. Mr. Kilgrave, do not speak to me in that tone of voice. You come down here, smelling the way that you do, and accuse me of spying. How would you know what activity is taking place in that room? Oh, no, I didn't accuse you. If you weren't the one. I'm not done. Holy shit, it's Donovan. What the fuck are you doing, man? I point behind her real quick. Just enough to get her to look away. Is all I'm looking for. Go ahead and roll with Volatile to attempt to run away. Five. Mark another experience point. You're expecting her to turn and look, so you're already fading. And she doesn't. Or looks back earlier than you were expecting and catches you fading away. Or she can gain a condition on you. Alright, so obviously it's got to be condition, because I I can't be caught doing that so soon. (laughs) She's going to give you the attempted blackmailer condition. I take umbrage with the word blackmail. I was trying to find a mutual conclusion. <laughs> but anyway, I I am a attempted blackmailer. That is fine. So am I am I off to the headmaster's office or what's going on here? Like do we go on with our day? Do some teacher stuff. You know, other than spying on kids having sex. You are quite obviously not in a position to be Wandering the school on your own. So, yes, we're going to the headmaster's office. And you and I are going to spend the evening together with you writing until your transgressions are noticeable to you. Come along. All right, I follow behind her. She takes you to the headmaster's office. Hello, class. Thank you for joining us once again in an episode of Weirdwood. I am, as always, your Mistress of Ceremonies, Sorel, and I hope you're enjoying the adventures of our class of misfits. If you're not, you can blame Sorel for everything. Um, none of it's my fault. Yeah, that's fair. Um, also, is Weirdwood, is that like Morningwood, or is that different? I don't know. It's a little bit different. Oh. It happens when you had like too many mixed drinks the night before. Oh, okay. We're starting to get a little bit creepy here. <laughs> Speaking of creepy, uh, if you like creepy podcasts, check out our other major offering right now, which is called Expeditions of the Extra Normal. By the time you're hearing this, episode 19 or 20 should be up. I'm bad with these numbers. All right. Is that good for this one, or do we just keep talking? I mean, we could keep talking, but nobody's listening at this point. Uh, that's fair. 
Also, don't forget to check us out on all your major podcast providers. If you enjoy our show, like us, share us, leave us a review. It's super appreciated. If you don't, like, share, and leave a review anyway. Also, buy our merchandise, which we don't yet have. Thank you. And now back to Weirdwood Preparatory Academy. Jameson is on his way to the headmaster's office, being kept a very close watch on by the teacher, Miss Brayman. Is she dragging him by the ear, maybe? Yeah, I think that's appropriate here. She is mad at him for his insinuations, and even more mad that he tried to run away, or distract her. To be fair, they were flat-out statements. She took them to be uh, accusatory. Uh, Maybe because there's a grain of truth to them, and she doesn't want to admit that. Lucas and Dawn, you're sitting by the window. Alexis has just prissily flounced away. Both of you are probably watching her go, though both for probably different reasons. You could be wrong about that. I could be wrong about that. Don't assume. Oh, Lucas, I, I didn't know she was your type, but she is a very attractive woman. She is. She's dangerous. Hmm. Is that what you like? You like danger? No. I like to keep myself, like, above the, like, you know, drowning waters that is school. I know that she's dangerous. School like, isn't so bad. Okay. I, I am a person when conflicted with problems. I like to face them head on. The problems that happen within the walls of this place are usually snide remarks and backstabbing. That does not go well with me. The problems are just one aspect of being here. You get to interact with all sorts of nice people and have new experiences. That can be fun. I mean, yeah, and I can do that totally outside of here. There's much more to this world than this place. That's true. Um, So what do you like to do when you're not at school, then? And I move in closer to him. It sounds to me as if Dawn here is attempting to turn someone on, and Lucas is attempting to shut someone down. That sounds correct. So, Lucas, go ahead and roll first with cold. Is every advance that they're making towards you, you're like, no, fuck you. I wouldn't say no, fuck you. It's just I have a different point of view of this place than what Don sees. But okay, rolling for rolling for cold. So I have a cold of minus one, and I rolled an eleven, so that's a ten. Wow, that's impressive. That is quite impressive. So you got a full success. Yes. Choose one of the following. Dawn loses a string on you. If they have no strings on you, you gain one on them. They gain a condition, or you get plus one forward. I'm going to say Dawn loses a string on me. Everybody has strings on me. I don't like it. <sighs> That's how you make friends with people. So despite your earlier interactions in the nurse's office. Lucas is being very cold towards you right now. Mm. I don't like that. Meaning you're probably going to have to work extra hard to actually seduce him. Mm. 
just makes me want it but more. But you you're not one to shy away from a challenge. Exactly. So you scooch closer to him? Yes. I wasn't planning to originally use one of his conditions to improve oh, this, no. but because of the fact that he was so cold to me and now I feel like I need to prove myself in a way, it's complicated, but I move in close and I lightly brush against his arm and I say, oh, I'll, I do understand what you're saying, but I just thought that maybe after what happened in the nurse's office, we kind of had a little bit of a connection. I, I know that some people can think that you can be a little awkward, a bit of a laughing stock, but, and I sort of brushed my hand lightly on his back, but I never thought that way. I honestly saw the the special person that you are inside, and of course I've really hard to admit this, but I have seen you on the on the football field a few times, and you just look so cute there. And I don't know, it, it just made me have certain ideas, and I thought maybe there was something go special and... between us, or there could be. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead and roll plus hot to turn Lucas on. All right, come on. Take a plus one on the roll because you are pulling on his laughing stock. All right. Oh, that sucks. But I do have a very high bonus, so I might be. Let me think. That's okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so I didn't roll well, but I do have a good bonus, even more so with the laughing stock. Even if I don't consider my wild hunt because of my bonuses, I'll still get a seven. So it would be seven without it and eight with it. So. That should be a moderate success. What does Wild Hunt do? Basically, add a plus one to roll to turn someone on because you're using your fey animalistic sexiness, I guess. <laughs> but even without that, I'd still get a seven, so it would be the same result either way. I don't believe it would apply in this situation. That's fine. You're being very tender, not That's perfectly fine. Feral. It's still seven, though. Yes. So, on a seven to nine result on turn someone on, they either give you a strength or they choose one of the following reactions. So this is Lucas's choice. Lucas, you can either give Dawn a string, give yourself to them, promise something you think they want, or get embarrassed and act awkward. Okay. While Dawn's hand is on my arm and the other hand is on my back, I put my hand on that hand, and then I lean in very close. And I know that I am larger and taller than Don, making sure that like I kind of lean a little bit over and whisper into their ear. I'm going to say, you have nothing to be jealous of. And if you want to go out tomorrow, we can. So I promise something I think they want. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that would be lovely. I'd, I'd like that very much. So... I get a little get a little awkward myself by that, and I I blush and say, "Oh, that would be lovely if it's not too much trouble." Um, I'd really like that. Yeah. All right, we're gonna jump scene here. Alexis, who did you go and hang out with to start your gossip? Definitely Terry Rosenbaum. Terry is very steadily eating his lunch, kind of oblivious to the fact that Dragomira is sitting just on the table from him and paying more attention to him than to 
their own lunch, which, considering Dragomira's size, is quite substantial. Dragomira being closer to seven feet tall than six, sort of awkwardly towers above everyone. Terry is about five six and a little chubby, but is still, to the eyes of the students around him, cute. He seems unconcerned with his weight, and his patchy beard isn't very well defined yet. Most of it is probably mascara brushed across his face, but he looks a lot better with it than he did before. A lot more like himself. It's it's not necessarily his physical look so much as his eyes that draw people in. Deep blue, soulful, long eyelashes. He's a very pretty man and is happy to listen whenever Alexis gives him attention. Oh, they're they're just getting their hands everywhere. I, and from where their hands have been, I mean, I know you've heard the stories. Yeah, definitely. I'm so sorry you have to deal with that, Alexis. It's so difficult. Oh, it's so for you. It's okay, Terry. Sweet, kind Terry. You're too kind, Alexis. I know. Hmm. But what else are you going to do when well, you have people who just need your help? And I put my hand on top of Terry's. He warms a little and blushes. And uh, please, I told you before, call me Lexi. Sorry. I just, I get, I get a little distracted when you get this close. Well, we've been closer. Mm, I remember. And I kind of look at the corner of my, look out the corner of my eye at Dragomira. Dragomira would look unconcerned if you weren't such a sharp judge of character and emotion. As it is, you can tell that she's probably angrier than you've ever seen her. And one hand is holding on to her lunch tray like a vice. And no, the tray's not bending, is it? That would be improbable. It sounds as if you are intentionally attempting to shut down Dragomira. Not quite, and you'll see why in a minute. I lean over the table and whisper into Terry's ear. I'm a little busy tonight, but maybe tomorrow we can, you know, get together, have a little bit of fun. His eyes light up, though he does his best to hide it. One of the things you like the best about him is how easy it is to read his emotions in his eyes. He coughs a little. Ah, uh, well, if if that's if that's something you want, I'd I, I I would be happy to. And he sort of giggles a little. And I smile and get up. So I'll I'll text you tonight. And as I'm walking past Dragomira. I lean in close to her. You know, if you want, you can watch. Oh, boy. Go ahead and roll hot to turn Dragomira on. Should I roll for Terry also? Yeah. So a six plus one is a seven. Plus two is a nine. Uh, I don't know who I'm rolling on first. I asked for the roll on Dragomira Okay, first. and what was the penalty? A minus one 
because she's aware that you're a troublemaker. I understand that entirely. So a nine becomes an eight, which is still a partial success. Correct. Uh, on the other hand, you have a plus one on Terry. Uh, so that's going to be a six plus two is a ten, plus one is an eleven. Okay. So for Dragomira, because you got an eight, she turns red, and the remark she was about to make to you dies on her lips as she almost literally has steam coming out of her ears. She clears her throat and, and just looks down at her, her tray. I will take a french fry off of it and nibble on it as I walk away. Terry, because you got an 11 on him, you gain a string on Terry. And he promises to meet up with you after school tomorrow. At this point, I think we should turn our attention back to Jameson. Oh boy. Miss Brayman drags you down the hall, up several flights of stairs from the bowels of the theater department, to the administration wing of the school and to the headmaster's office. She knocks briskly with her free hand and is greeted with a come in. Which of the rest of you dislikes Jameson the most? I'm pretty sure that would be me. Yeah, I actually don't. I thought it was kind of nice how he helped out Joanna. Alexis, could you describe for me who the headmaster is? The headmaster is the most prim and proper Englishman you have ever met. He used to play rugby when he was younger and is well known about town for being uh, quite the hooligan still. Oh, no. He's he's very much a supporter of the Queen's Empire and definitely lets it color his views of other people. He's the kind of guy that still quotes Churchill. <laughs> and his name is, I'm going to come up with the most British name ever here, Cyril Jane Popplewell. Popplewell? P-O-P-P-L-E-W-E-L-L. Popplewell. Cyril J. Popplewell. He thinks he's hip with the kids, so he just goes by Pops. Uh, he's the worst. Why, Professor Brayman, what a surprise. To what do I owe the honor of a lunchtime visit? She bobs a quick curtsy. Headmaster, this is Jameson Kilgrave. I caught him wandering around in the wings of the theater area during the lunch hour without any sort of hall pass. And he additionally accused me of spying on students. To, to be fair, Pops, technically I caught her snooping. She's the one who had her ear to a door. I came up from behind her and said, Whoa, what are you doing, Miss Brayman? Professor Brayman, is this true? She gets a outraged look on her face. Of course it isn't. This young man is lying to try and get out of trouble. Additionally, I am quite certain that he has been smoking marijuana. And she looks fussed about it. To which Headmaster Popplewell slowly raises his eyebrows and leans back in his big, comfortable leather chair. Smoking marijuana? 
Mr. Kilgrave, is this correct? Aye. Honesty, at least. It helps all the demons in the brains. Also helps me focus on the schoolwork. Hey, Pops, is there any chance we could speak alone? Well, seeing is how you have just admitted to smoking marijuana on school grounds during school hours, I believe we are going to have a conversation, alone, just the two of us. A conversation with which you are apparently painfully unfamiliar. Professor Brayman, did you have any specific punishment in mind for this boy's transgressions? Well, I would request that he serve detention with me until he has learned to quiet his tongue a little, or at least think before he uses it, and he nods. Capital idea. I think we'll start with a week of after-school detentions for you, Mr. Kilgrave. And at the end of that, Professor Brayman will determine if you're to serve another week of detentions or not. Where does this leave us with football? You should have considered that before engaging in these activities. I'll just sit there and write. Now, Miss Brayman, I am certain you have other places to be. Mr. Kilgrave, tarry a moment so we might have a conversation. Miss Brayman sort of curtsies again and leaves, glaring at you as she does, and shuts the door behind her, leaving the two of you alone. Oh, thank God, I thought she would never fucking leave. Look, Mr. Kilgrave, you need to understand the position you are in is not one of power. Accusing a professor of misdeed without proof is a misstep that is not safe for you to make. But I, but it was my eyes. Right. She has just as much and it is your- proof of what she's saying as I do. Except the difference is, it is, we both know the type of person she is. It is the word of a professor against the word of a student. I understand. I don't mind doing fucking sitting in a room writing shit for a half hour, hour after school. My only concern is our football club and whether or not we want it to succeed. Success is not final and failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts, Mr. Kilgrave. A week away from the practice field will not cause the death of your football career, and it will hopefully teach you to be a bit more selective with your accusations, or, at the very least, more discreet. I'm the king of discretion. (laughs) Right. Had you some sort of proof of this, a picture, a recording, another witness, it would be a very different conversation we'd be having right now. Unfortunately, as I have already mentioned, it is your word against the word of a professor, and as much as you and I might understand who she is, others may not and will see her position of authority as a position of moral correctness, regardless of what you say. Can I at least have this afternoon's practice? And then I'll do as much detention as you want. I'll come in on the weekend. I'll do work for you specifically, whatever you need done. Might as well use me while you have me, right? Go ahead and roll plus hot. To try and convince him to do what you want. Can you roll good? Just just one other time today. Seven. Ah, six. Think of all the XP you're getting, though. Oh, true. So much. Six, you said? Yeah, six. Seven on die. Mark another XP. And he's going to stand up very slowly. Mr. Kilgrave, one ought never to turn one's back on a threatened danger and try to run away from it. If you do that, you will double the danger. But if you meet it promptly and without flinching, you will reduce the danger by half. Never run away from anything. Never. Well, to be fair, I didn't. 
you will serve detention starting this afternoon. And furthermore, assume the position. Okay. And he goes and gets a cricket bat off the wall. <laughs>